Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of Grapplecast. For two weeks in a row, it is your host, Jamie, joined with Dan and Joe and no Taron. What up, Oos? How is our new tribal chief? I was about to say, am I the new tribal chief? Will you finally acknowledge me? We acknowledge you, our tribal chief. Yeah, Taron I can't wait until next week when you all acknowledge him once more on his grand arrival. It's it's exactly like Roman Reigns. He disappears for weeks, but as soon as he shows up, everybody acknowledges him. That is our Taron. 100%. Well, you get like different theme music now. Luso's got different theme music now. They've got different merch. And Jay might be joining the Judgment Day as well. What's going on? Well, he's on Raw now, isn't he, Jay Uso? That big announcement from payback was Cody Rose was like oh yeah we've got a new member of Raw that's my big announcement but they've said because of it somebody has to go to Smackdown will it be Drew McIntyre will it be Cody Rhodes who's it gonna be and they're not said who it was yet no apparently they were gonna announce it but they've like switched plans I don't know because of the riddle thing or um because of the merger or something but they kind of fizzled out they haven't officially announced a Smackdown person yet a riddle fingers in Matt Riddle or a riddle as in a riddle riddle well, a bit of both. Riddle me this, riddle me that. I reckon if I had to put money on it, I'm going to say, I, well, I would have put, said Omos, but Omos is a free agent, isn't he? He is the hottest free agent out there. He just had a new T-shirt that dropped on WWE.com, which usually means something big's about that. He's big anyway, but something big's going to happen. Speaking of new merch, there's one merch top that I want, and don't you worry, I will be buying it. <laughs> The new Tony Storm t-shirt is out, and I will be having two. Watch out for the shoe. That That's the only disappointing thing about it, is that's not on the t-shirt. I love that promo, and then Renee's just like, hey, watch where you're going, man. She's like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> I love that promo. That was so good. You could, The new character is just brilliant. And now we're going to be getting Tony Storm versus Soraya at Grandstam in Arthur Ashe. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Grand Slam is next week in New York, which I'm very much looking forward to, because you've got Tony Storm and Soraya for the women's title, but you've also got the men's match as well. I haven't, I haven't seen Dynamite yet, so I don't know who wins, but obviously, it is MJF versus Iris Samoa Joe Roderick Strong. It makes sense for it to be Roderick Strong based on the storyline. But obviously with the Samoa Joe thing as well, it makes sense. I'm sure he's probably going to fight both of them at some point. Or they might do the classic, oh, double finish, or it's a triple threat match. I don't know. I haven't seen. Um, So I will find out tonight when I watch it. But I'm looking forward to it. But you know what we did get? You spoke about promos, but we got the greatest promo of all time. Well, you've got to keep the numbers. The numbers don't lie. Math don't lie. Math don't lie, and it spells disaster for Senor Joe at New York, apparently. <laughs> I just, if you watch Renee's face when that promo is happening, it's just like, it's, oh, God, it's almost like deja vu. But, it, it well, the, the whole promo is good. I mean, that was just one bit of it. But then when they get into mm-hmm. the math bit and he's saying about how he's got Adam in his corner and that ups his chances, so he's got an 88 and two-thirds chance of winning. Oh, the fact he can just remember all of it. I mean, who else can do that? That's why he's the greatest of all time. He is the greatest of all time, and he's still only 25, 26 years old. And in a year's time, you'll be in the greatest professional wrestling company in the world, NXT. 
well, it was a good thing they actually mentioned NXT last week when they did the promo between MJF and Samoa Joe. Yeah, he and said William Regal's down said there, the rotten and NXT. NXT, didn't he? Yeah, yeah he's rotten. And they mentioned the whole uh, security guard being pushed. He mentioned all of that as well. So We've been waiting ever since Samoa Joe signed with AEW. We've all just been waiting for that moment. Yeah, and they actually do it. I think that's one thing because... Obviously, AEW don't like to pretend there isn't another company out there. They always kind of slightly mention it. They never use the words WWE as much, or very, very rarely they use it. But WWE just kind of like, well, we don't need to mention them. They don't exist. We're just keeping our own product and we're keeping our own lane. Well, WWE mention other companies. They mention NWA now and again, like not the new NWA, but like, oh yeah, you, you like Terry Funk. Oh yeah, he was a former NWA yeah. champion. They mention that, but they also mention like the indies. They mention like the progresses, the ICWs. But yeah, the ones um, they work with, yeah. That's it. the only one. Well, they mentioned Impact once when um, Mickey James came out of the Rumble. But and yeah. like if it's like a Stone Cold Sessions or something like a podcast, they do. But yeah, they'll yeah. never mention them. The only one who's ever done it was Sami Zayn when he was in the Polygraph. Yeah. Yeah. So like, you could ask me about anything. You could ask me about AEW. Yeah, <laughs> he loved it. Everyone just but, marking out. Yeah, but no, it's always interesting how that works. Obviously, WWE are the bigger company, and it's a nice segue to go into WWE because the the merger actually has finally happened now uh, with UFC to make Endeavor. That is an official company now. Um, I think there has been rumours now that layoffs are starting at a corporate level, but not from a talent level, uh, which is unfortunate, obviously, to, to lose your position if you have been with the company for so long. But, I mean, I thought it might be a good segment We'll start off by talking about how we feel. I know we, we have already done it before, but now it's official. What do we think is going to happen? And what would be a dream scenario for you with this new WWE UFC connection? I'll start with Joe. I definitely see a lot more like cross promotion, like a um, bit like what they do with WrestleMania, where they have like NXT takeover, then they have like. Um, then they have like SmackDown, then they have WrestleMania. I can imagine like UFC running like shows alongside like the WWE pay per views, and they'd be like like co pay per views. Like you have the UFC one in like the Octagon, and then in the same city, you've got like a WWE pay per view, and it's like all in one. And I can see a lot of like talent showing up in UFC. Obviously, you had Ronda Rousey. Um, is probably the most well known. Then you had Trina Baszler and Brock. But I would have to see um someone like Conor McGregor in the WWE ring. He's like got the kind of like attitude and swagger to be a WWE superstar because he's he's got the mouth for it and he's just I, I can see something happening along those lines. And of course Rampage Jackson is a big WWE fan as well. So they already kind of did it before, but I think they'll do do even more now. Yeah, I mean you Obviously, you are only listening to this audience, but you could see the grimace on Dan's face when he mentioned Conor McGregor. Um, obviously, he is a character. He has mentioned, he had kind of had some Twitter spats with WWE wrestlers before, and he kind of teased that. But he always sells. I I don't mind him as a fighter before he was champion, but then he was champion and never defended his belt. So it really annoyed me and I hated it. Then he had the whole boxing malarkey. But I mean... If he wants to go to WWE for WrestleMania, it would sell tickets. So it's like, 
is it inevitable that he will, I mean, even if he just turns up and cuts a promo, guest host of Monday Night Raw, UFC legend Conor McGregor? Um, but we'll go to you, Dan. Do you think Conor McGregor will come? And what are your dream scenarios from this? Yeah, I think if it happened maybe six, seven years ago, I think then it would have been perfect. You know, like, like John Cena and McGregor having like promo offs and stuff would have been quite cool. You look at it now and he's just losing. He's having these bit fights. He's facing all of these internet darlings and little spectacle matches. I think he knows his place. Like, yeah, he cuts a good promo. He's got a good swagger. You know, ultimately, you've got the UFC, you've got a video game, you've got WWE, that have got video games. You're going to see some crossovers. Like Joe said, you might, we're seeing a lot more like MMA style matches in WWE and WWE people have crossed over to UFC. So, you know, certainly you've seen people in the audience and stuff at UFC events and vice versa, WWE people, um, you know, UFC people in WWE events as well. So, yeah, there certainly is going to be some crossovers. But as long as the story makes sense, then I don't mind. But if it's just, you know, you remember at WrestleMania where they had some random linebacker from some random NFL team in the front row? George, was it George Kettle? George Kettle, yeah. Are you saying and, he's not relevant? He's the best tight end in the NFL, George Kittle, for the San Francisco 49ers. But it made no sense, though. Like, okay, fair enough, he's good at what he does. Yeah. But why is he there? And, okay, fair no enough, sense. he's but then he was getting involved and he was doing tackles. So like, like, There's a crop like, as well. Yeah, but at the time, like, I knew who Robert Ronkowski was because of his link. But you're thinking, hang on, who are these people? And like, okay, fair enough, it's, if it's in that city and they're famous people. But sometimes they just have them for the sake of it. Like when they had Ray, Wayne Rooney in the front row, where he actually got involved then and he had like a sort of, you know, sort of I think it was, no, it was Ricky Hatton, wasn't it, who had a match against Chavo Guerrero one of the nights. But if they make, make sense and there's a bit of a storyline to it, like, I don't know, Shayna Baszler's in a rut and then somebody comes out who's a, like a UFC person I'm and cheers yeah and then they have like an ex I then okay fair enough the storyline uh, it's got me engaged I get it but if it's like WWE Drew Gulak who's never won anything in his life but he's like catch point wrestling mat technician and all of a sudden he goes yeah I could do that it's just gonna be the Phil Brooks thing all over again where Phil tried to pretend to be fighter and got his ass handed to him so as long as you make it make sense I don't mind but I think storyline wise We've got a bigger board of directors. Triple H isn't on the board anymore, but Vince McMahon is like the second in command. It'd be interesting to see what cuts there are and what they do with the current stories. I will ask this question just because I have a horrible, horrible feeling within the next year or two it's going to happen. Whether it be WrestleMania, payback, everybody loves a payback whether it's a Saudi international show, will we see, we've already had the fight pit, will we see the octagon in WWE? No, I think WWE's always been a square ring. I mean, even when they no, have the fight Will pit, we have like a match as an octagon match, like a, a UFC match within I can't WWE. see it because the, you'd have to, like if you think about it, when they do um, war games, they have two rings and then they're having to alternate and make sure everybody can see everything you'd have to like have the ring just as an octagon for everybody you wouldn't be able to like you have to break the ring down and then rebuild their ring and then break the ring down unless you did it as a main event or it would just take too long like setting up a ring like we, we we've all been there at indie shows watching them put the ring even take the ring down and it takes 15 20 minutes for them to get everything out of the way so if they were taking that ring down putting up a new ring and then a cage around it you're looking at even if they're as quick as they can, half hour, 45 minutes. 
it's it's a tall task. So logistics wise, I can't see it working. No, it does make some sense. So probably not. But I mean, like sometimes they do the elimination chamber is kind of more like a circle now, isn't it? So if they did something like that, but then it would be hard on the outside to do that. But who knows? It wouldn't surprise me if we did see it. They tried to do it at SummerSlam, didn't they? Um, with Ronda and Shayna at the last, uh, Ronda's last match, they tried to do like a UFC style match, and it just, it just didn't work out very well. Yeah, thank God, and what a terrible match! Thanks for reminding of that, Joe. <laughs> um, but no, um, it'll be interesting to see how it does. We we do hope it goes well because obviously we want to see more WWE grow, and obviously develop as well and we'll see if there's any UFC connection in the future you would think that you'd strike the iron whilst it's hot and bring them in kind of straight away that's confirmed Smackdown we had to bring somebody over from Raw kind of thing you could bring Matt Riddle over with a friend from UFC and just do it that way maybe or just have them come in straight away like, I can't believe we're actually with you jokers have like an invasion angle I mean it'd be stupid but you know they could do something like that I can't believe that we're actually associated with fake fighting. Yeah, I can see what you mean. But a lot of them, they do have their... Like they, but the pre-match things where they have the weigh-ins and they get in each other's faces. And, like, some of them give each other flowers and stuff. And the other ones go nose to nose. Like, they're all used to that little bit of banter. I think it will work hand in hand. You know, mm-hmm. they we've got a lot more of like press conferences and stuff like that. So I think it'll bring the best out of both worlds. But... For years, we've had like Dana White sitting for the front row for WrestleManias and stuff, and Vince McMahon being there, um, Triple H being there for UFC events. So they've been quite a tight knit community for years. You know, Ken Shamrock, Spock Lesnar's, Phil Brooks, they've all made the transition over there, some better than others. So really, I think it is a good marriage. I'd rather this be happening than someone like a, a Saudi backed company or an Amazon. I think it just makes a lot more sense. Yeah, well, we'll see what is going to happen. In the next coming months now it is finally finalized but speaking of finalized or what should be finalized shall i say was before we saw the end we thought we finally saw the back or should i say the whole of nia jacks but nia jacks made her shall we say triumphant return to monday night raw this week obviously i haven't seen it but ha- what happened for those people that haven't watched Raw, myself and Taryn, and are you happy it's happened? What Basically, what happened is... she is not like most girls? No, she definitely isn't. What, what happened was it was the main event, Raquel Rodriguez versus Rhea Ripley. Dominic was banned from ringside, so Ooh. mano a mano, and it was like proper meat fest. There was Kane and Undertaker in it again. But um, at one stage then, Rhea Ripley gets back in the ring. Nia Jax, um, not Nia Jax, um, Raquel Rodriguez about to get back into the ring and then all of a sudden the irresistible force slams her down and Michael Cole's going nuts she's back the irresistible force is back throws her in the ring Rhea Ripley hits Riptide one two three then straight after the match Nia Jax gets in the ring Rhea Ripley doesn't have a clue what's going on and Nia Jax absolutely floors her sits on her um, and it, by the looks of it it looks like she's coming for the title I'm happy in a way because we haven't although we do have about 15 odd women on the raw roster none of them are really getting title shots i think you look at it like i think somebody did a stat that rhea ripley ever since she won the belt at wrestlemania has defended the title for half an hour 
in all of the matches. They've all been like one or two minute squashes. So to actually have somebody big versus somebody big, mm-hmm. it'll be good. The promos will be funny. And she is actually comedy gold. I think she'll bring a lot to the product. Um, is she a good wrestler? No. Do I think she's unsafe? Yes. But do I think that she is entertaining? Yes. And the E in WWE stands for entertainment. She was at the Rumble. It was only a matter of time. She's not like most girls. And to be honest, I think it's a, it's a good move to bring her back. Yeah. Joe, Nia Jax or Bianca Belair? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a hard one for me. I mean, I think Bianca Belair is a better wrestler. I just don't, don't think about don't like about Bianca Belair. It's a character's a bit stale with Nia Jax. Don't like her because she's an unsafe worker and she's just stiff. I mean, the way I would go with this, I would say Rhea Ripley face because she's getting like react more reaction than anyone else. Like everyone's loving Rhea Ripley. I I would say with this, like uh, if Rhea Ripley and Nia Jax do face off, I would say that Rhea Ripley would get the face reaction and Nia Jax mm-hmm. is going to get the heel re- reaction and they're going to boo her. So in, in my well, I, the way I think they're going to go with it is they're going to turn Rhea Ripley face. Interesting take. I mean, it's weird, obviously, with the Judgment Day, because we, all, I think, some of us did predict that they would break up after payback. But obviously, the the laced in gold, there's probably going to be some friction there when they lose it, and they'll finally break up that way. Um, but yeah, who knows how long that would be? We always thought something would come to an end, like Maxwell and uh, Adam Cole, and that's still going. So who knows how long this could last for? You've got to, you've got to keep the merch going. You've got to keep the cash cow flowing as much as possible because you never know, especially in this industry. Now Nia Jax is here. Rhea Ripley could be injured in two weeks. I think we're starting. Because <laughs> the Judgment Day theme music say, I think we're starting to see the other side of the storyline there. Um, it's definitely taking a turn. Dominic's facing Mustafa Ali at no uh, NXT No Mercy for the. Um, North American title. Those tag titles aren't going to stay on them for long. I think we are leading towards a war games match. That's where the climax is coming. Um, you know, Jay so might be joining the Judgment Day. You've got JD McDonough might be joining the Judgment Day, and then an all-star Looney Tunes team to face them. I think we can see where it's coming. You know, and very similar with like the women's division as well. So I think watch this space. Watch this space indeed. But talking about watching spaces, sorry people not watching spaces something big happened on nxt this week we have a new nxt women's champion she's finally done it she never held the nxt women's champion she downgraded herself to that gold and black brand is it still black and gold it's not even that anymore it's white and gold it's multicolored it's It's the splatter um it's that painted whatever it is but she's finally come down she can now call herself nxt women's champion she's a grand slam i think they'll call it with the nxt title now as well Mm. but rebecca lynch the man herself came down and won and dan you predicted she would lose it i think it was a tough one i didn't think that they would bury tiffany stratton like she is one of the up-and-comers like i could see her in the rumble this year only a matter of time before she gets called up to the main roster. Like, her character's perfect. Her in-wing work, we've been watching her for the past year. She started off green as grass. But if there's one thing that you watch from that match, there's a swanton bomb that Tiffany hits on Becky, like, halfway through the match. It's all across Twitter. 
it's one of the best swan times I've ever seen. Better than any Jeff Hardy's ever done. Oh. It was just so just so perfect. Um, but ultimately, I can see why they're doing it. They're already building up some feuds. You know, she may pancake the belt back over to Tiffany at, at No Mercy. I know they've been not necessarily struggling to sell tickets for No Mercy, but if anything, Becky Lynch is a draw, and having her as the champion walking in, you've got Dominic as a, another champion walking in. You know, it just makes sense. You're selling tickets. You've got a couple of the main eventers coming up, and ultimately, training sessions. They're going to there's a new NXT Breakout Women's Tournament coming up next couple of weeks, and Becky Lynch is going to be there to pass on all that wisdom. So I think it helps and nurtures the people around her. I didn't predict it. I think I was going too like logical with it. But I'm happy with the result, and I think it'll bring a lot more positives and negatives. Yeah, and I don't see it being a, a long-term thing for Becky Lynch, unless Joe, you you disagree with no. me. But you know, I think it's just no. kind of like a month or two, and I'm back on the main brand. You know, just to kind of yeah. be going through the 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 fall season. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, as Dan said, like she's down in NXT to like pass on her knowledge, like. Pass the torch and like yeah, it's good for her to win the tag. She's never won. Like I believe her and Seth are the first couple who both have Grand Slam championships and won everything respectively they could win. Um as that said, Tiffany Stratton's only been wrestling less than a year and she's already like better than some main roster stars. She reminds me of a young Charlotte Flair in the way she wrestles. Um so yeah, I, I, I agree with that in the next year or so I think should be called that. Okay, well, speaking of called up, or shall we say the transfer window in the UK is short, but there is still transfers happening in the wrestling business because there's been a a few rumours flying around recently of some stars going to AEW, some stars going to WWE. I mean, is it finally going to happen, Dan? Are we going to see... The rated C superstar, because you can't use rated R, remember? Will it be Adam Copeland is all elite? Well, you don't know what they're going to call him, edge, corner, side. It could just be Adam Copeland, why not? Everyone knows him as Copeland, they use him all the time. I'm pretty sure they have mentioned his name on WWE TV a few times as well. Yeah, but I mean, like, just going, hey, look, he's Adam Copeland. He just sounds like he's the drummer for the police. He doesn't sound like he's a wrestler. Um... Yeah, Stuart Copeland's a drummer for the police, isn't he? But yeah, you know what I mean. It just doesn't. It doesn't. It don't sound like a wrestling name. Hey, and Adam Copeland. Like maybe he'll go back to one of his like names. He was. What was he called in WCW? Maybe he'll go back to that. Hardcastle. That's it. Hardcastle. Yeah. You go back to that. Um, Sexton Hardcastle was that it? That's it. Yeah. Maybe go back to that. But yeah, um, WWE sent him an offer. Apparently, it wasn't the best offer. So he said, "I'm just going to take some time with my kids." But even if they give him like a limited schedule, the mix with Luchasaurus and Christian, something people want to see, the Daniel Bryan stuff continuing would be quite cool. Even things like with Miro passing on, because there's a lot of these people that just need a bit of sense of direction, a bit of character work. You look at people like Action Andretti, for example, who is an amazing wrestler. He's had a massive rub from Chris Jericho. And now he's just hanging around with Top Flight, not doing anything two, three months later. So there's so many like Edge could pass on his knowledge to so many people in AEW. Um, and apparently it's in the works, so we could be seeing it shortly. Uh, it all depends. He make a big impact, but he's already a WWE Hall of Famer. If he wants to do something different, why not? 
Yeah, I do think he could have a good programme with Christian, maybe that being their last match together. They came into the industry together. Why don't why not have their final match them facing each other? I'm sure that's what they want. Um because you just want that one more run. There's been talks, one more match. But you know, there's been talks of the uh, possibly ability. Obviously the Hardys are in AEW as well. And Edge and Christian versus Hardy's match. The Dudleys, I'm pretty sure, could possibly just come along for the fun as well, just because well, why they're not? Well, appearing um, in Impact's 1000th episode, um, I think that's this week or next week. So they're showing us that they're, well, Devon can't really do much, but potentially it could happen for, for a little moment. I don't see why not. Yeah. So with Adam coming over, Adam, hey, Adam. But with Adam Copeland, another Adam to think of, Adam Cole, Adam Page. Um, Adam Copeland so yeah Adam Copeland with the possibility of coming to AEW I think it's quite difficult with his age and how long it would actually be whether it be a year or two but if it does happen Joe is there any matches you want to see him have Edge versus um, sorry Adam Copeland versus uh, Darby Allen. I think that would be good because they're like Darby Allen is like reminds me of like a young edge, like when he was doing like TLC matches, like the risk stuff, and like he could be like the old Chris of Edge, and you're like, I used to be a risk taker like you, and then it nearly cost me my career. Like slow down, kids. Like what a perfect story that would be. Um, him versus Jungle Boy, I think that would be a good match when he comes back on his suspension. Um, I think if he did come back, he would just like wrestle all the younger guys like um Orange Cassidy and like all of those. Um I oh, think it's forty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um you know what? I would love to see um Adam Copeland versus Jericho, like because they're both like similar sort of ages. We've not seen like, that just, before, have we? Um no we've seen it in WWE, but we haven't obviously he was had to retire, but like him versus Jericho again just for the band. So then obviously the last match would probably be against um, Christian. How about Edge versus Sting? Oh, God. <laughs> Is that not what you want? Give us what oh. we want. Edge and Christian versus Sting and Darby Allen. I'm just that could be quite good, actually. I'm just having a look on here with Chris Jericho versus Edge. The last time we had them face each other one-on-one, was 25th of April 2010. Yeah, for the um, because they were were they tag team partners? Um, yeah, and then it became Jericho, didn't yeah. it? Yeah, it looks like it round about there. The last match they were together, it was a six way Wade Barrett, Seamus, Randy Orton, Cena, Edge, and Jericho. Um, that was a six pack elimination at the Night of Champions 2010. That was the last ago. time they were in a match with each other. The first time they were in a match with each other was 2000. It was Chris Jericho versus Edge on Rory's War oh. in 2000. And then he faced Willie Regal and then he had to take a, took a piss in his tea. Well, why the bloody piss. hell not? But yeah, it's interesting to see if that will happen, but it's not just WWE to AEW. There has been rumours of an a former, I'm going to sound like a clickbait now, top 
AEW former champion, ex- reportedly ready to move to WWE. Jade Cargill, Dan. I'm really Isn't that so disappointing when you have that great clickbait headline and it turns out, <laughs> no, no disrespect to Jade Cargill, but it's it builds up so much and then you just get... Yeah, they, they held the title for, like, a day. Oh, obviously, Jay Cargill was longer, but, you know, you always get those silly headlines. She had, like, a, a, what, a 50 or 60 and 0 record or something like that, and yeah. she was made to look like absolute money. Nobody ever thought that that title was going to be taken off her, and then it was just Chris Statlander took it off her in two minutes, like, in a Hulk Hogan surprise. So, yeah, the title change was quite a surprise, but we know that on Rampage, it's Chris Statlander versus Jay Cargill again. Um, the result, I won't spoil it, but it might go in a certain way. Um, and by the sounds of it, it looks like she's potentially moving more, more and more towards out of the company. Um, I think WWE suits somebody like Jay Cargill a lot more. And AEW has its benefits. Vince McMahon type of hire, isn't it? Oh, definitely. That's that's something that he wants. You know, she's She massively good money. Um, you, you know, you look at the um, the AEW women's division, and they very rarely get much ring time. Yeah, not that she's going to be wrestling all the time, you know, but they don't really treat their women's division very well. But WWE know, they know how to do anything. They know how to deal with their women's division. So her going over there, I think she probably will need to do a stint in NXT because her in-ring work is good, but it is still a little bit green. But even if she goes to NXT and we see people like Cora Jade versus Jade Cargill, um, Tiffany Stratton's, uh, Kiana James's, we've even got the, like the Lola Vices coming through now. All of them will have absolutely many matches in NXT. And then when she gets to WWE, you know, her versus Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania, I could see it. I could see that in a couple of years' time. Her winning a Rumble, challenging a Charlotte Flair. That is something that you could see on a marquee at WrestleMania and go, that is money. Yeah. So I could see it happening. Well, Brian Pillman's in um, uh, NXT now, isn't he? Uh, Brian Pillman yeah. Jr. Officially started. So watch this space for them as well. They're all doing it. And apparently there's there's rumors a few months ago about Wardlow potentially leaving up the company and coming over as well so it's all happening you know not just 2024 but now they're all looking to make a little bit of a movie I, th- I think that's the thing as well I think with AEW having a bigger roster they've got collision and you look at most of the shows it is usually the same people that get the same spots so you want to make sure that you are getting seen and even if it isn't long term you go to a different company, you make a name for yourself. Drew McIntyre did it, he just couldn't do it on a bigger scale. Like if it was nowadays, you, you do have another national broadcast that you could actually go to and be seen by millions of people around the world. So if you're not getting seen, why not try it on the other way? You could get a big push even just for a few months and head back and get another big push for a few months because you are changing brands so you'll get that big push as soon as you debut then you start going stale leave get another big push because you've come from the other place it could be a back I mean, and forth back and forth it could work i could see it happening with wwe i mean if i can chuck a couple of names at you some people are on the wwe roster at the moment i know we talk about AEW being crowded there's a few people who sorely need to go and do stuff and get a bigger name i mean you look at some talented people like cameron grimes tegan knox even someone like Akira Tozawa, they've been there for years and they're not really doing anything. And they're mm-hmm. amazing wrestlers. You know, even people like, a, a, I know Pete Dunne is getting a bit of a push, same with the Tyler Bate, but, you know, they've been in that developmental system for so many years. 
I think eventually you need to stick a rocket on your back, sink or swim, and see how it's done. That's what Cody Rhodes did. He goes, I'm better than this character. I'm going to go away, and I'm going to show you what I can do. I've got the pedigree for it. There's so many people that are just happy to come in, sit in catering, and take what they're given. And you look at them, like an Apollo Crews, for example, and you're thinking, this guy's money. He's really good, but they've tried to stick the rocket to him so many times. It's just not worked. But if, like, an Apollo Crews went to an impact, um, you could just see what would happen. You look at people like a Josh Alexander, who's an impact, absolutely killing it. Speedball Mike Bailey as well. You know, these people have gone and they've bet on themselves and they're doing well in the indies. So ultimately, there are some people in WWE I could see that could do it. And same with like AEW as well. There's tons of people backstage who aren't really doing much that are bit characters. Um, you know, like, well, not necessarily someone like a Mike Bennett, but, you know, Matt Taven, for example, he's a great talent and he's doing absolutely nothing. He's um, in the biggest storyline at the moment with Roderick Strong. Stood behind him, nodding his head. He's not really doing anything, is he? Because he's, he's, because he's, oh, again, I don't know if you watch Ring of Honor, but he is doing, he's obviously wrestling on Ring of Honor and obviously AEW is owned by Ring of Honor, but, yeah. you know, he is kind of in that storyline at the moment. But I understand what you mean, because like you said, but they have been going for so long. Like, I met them, the kingdom, probably nearly 10 years ago, just under 10 years ago. How was Maria? Best thing in the world. That's all I wanted. But I had to get a picture with her husband and Matt Taven. Um, and I'm pretty <laughs> sure it was when Adam Cole was in the kingdom, but he wasn't there at PCW at the time. Otherwise, I would have met Adam Cole as well. But Maybe. Met Jeff Jarrett as well that day and Karen. Did trying he to sell me PW. No, he's trying to sell me PWG merch or whatever it was called. What was it called? That company had at the time. Global Force Wrestling. Global Force Wrestling, yeah. He tried to sell me some of those merch. I was like, no, I'm good, thanks. Um, We were at Comic-Con once and um, Virgil was there doing autographs. And of course, I made the stupid decision of going to Comic-Con in a wrestling t-shirt and kept walking past the wrestlers signing autographs. Virgil caught me. Like, literally saw me just stood there. He said, hey, do you want to come over and have an autograph? Do you want to come over and meet the guys? And I'm just like, no, I'm not paying. Give me free autograph. I'm not paying for your autograph. What's Virgil's <laughs> autograph? Oh, what? No, the question is, who doesn't want Virgil's autograph? Oh, God. And I think that's the thing now as well. It's, um, you wish you could have had it. I mean, you're still alive, isn't it? I thought he was dead then for a moment. But he's still alive. You still have time to get it. So don't don't fear everybody. There is still time. You There's only one autograph, autograph that I wish I got, which I never got. And it, we had the chance to get Stanley's autograph at Comic-Con one year. I mean, it was like 150 quid. But to be honest, looking back at it now, I wish I paid that 150 quid and I wish I got it. But yeah, Virgil, um, never a big fan of him, to be fair. Probably the worst million dollar champion the company's ever had. Um, the best oh. being LA Knight, of course. But um, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. Ult- ultimately, no, not getting Virgil's autograph. Sorry, Virgil. No. Do you regret it, Joe? Or did you get the autograph? No, um, I did get Stanley's autograph. It was, as Dad said, it was like 150 quid in the queue for his autograph. Was like a round. It was in the old Stanley. I'm asking about Virgil. I don't care about Stanley. All oh, right, Virgil. No. <laughs> Um, I just tried to avoid him because I thought he was scummy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there you go. Well, I can't wait for that clickbait to come out. Virgil. Al Snow was scummy. next to him, and I managed to get a picture with Al Snow, so I was well happy with that. In front of Virgil as well. Yeah, well, we, that, we've got that new um, documentary coming up this week as well on Netflix, don't we, Wrestlers? 
there is that new wrestlers one and i think as well i've i've got obviously peacock and they released the angle documentary i've been meaning to watch that to watch, um because apparently that's going to be really good especially after the uh, american nightmare documentary i'm looking forward to angle because peacock have done some really good wrestling documentaries it, so, it was a lot longer than I thought it was going to be. It was two hours that Cody one, but this angle one looks really good. I think it goes into you know he's the golden boy. Basically, yeah. he had loads of broken parts of his body that he didn't want to take time off. He just kept burning the candle at both ends, basically, from what I can see in the trailer. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. And as long as he keep making more of them, that's one of the good things from the WWE uh, merger with Peacock before Endeavor. So as long as that connection still goes on, as long as you don't make you pay more money and get a UFC fight pass with it as well. <laughs> um, we'll be fine. So as long as all that keep, keeps on going, because they might just take WWE off UK TV and they might put it on fight TV like AEW or they might put it on a UFC fight pass or an Endeavor pass where you can pay $6.99 for a, for a UFC exclusive, $9.99 for a WWE exclusive or £15 for a double bill. I don't know if Who you've knows? been on the WWE Network recently. But they've uh, updated it and it's awful. So we were trying to like watch tough enough episode by episode, and you can't do that now. You can't. It doesn't say. Do you want to watch the next episode? You have to go in the search bar and you have to type in tough enough season four episode six, and the next one you have to type in episode seven episode eight. It's an absolute nightmare. And if you want to click like watch now, and you have to click it like three times to go in, um, it's an absolute nightmare. It's horrible. Like. To actually skip to the bits that you want is a little bit easier, but to actually, like, if you're watching Legend House or Tough Enough or Stone Cold Sessions and you want to just go to another one, it's so difficult to navigate on there now. Although it changes languages as well, don't know. Yeah, you start, I've yeah. tried to watch four or five yeah. different things on the network and it's automatically switched it to Spanish, but all of the words on there are English, so it just automatically puts it in Spanish. And it's like, it was given the then, now, forever, and it's going, all those, those threads. I'm like, what? Hang on, I thought the offspring was coming on for a minute. Yeah, it's weird because I noticed that when I um, it was drawing payback. Um, I think I watched it some of it the next day because I wanted to rewatch a match or finish the end of it. And I went into it and it went straight to the Spanish commentary team. I'm like, what's going on here? So I backed <laughs> out, went back in, and I was like, it was because sometimes you know uh, they have that option for Espanol. Like sometimes they have both of them side by side. So I went, I must have just clicked in the Espanol version. But no, because it was watch now, watch live. I clicked back into it and it was just English. So don't know what happened, but we fixed it in the end. I don't mind putting up with it. I mean, the commentary helps, but I'm just there to watch the wrestling anyway. But it's like when I watch Welsh football, like I watch Wales Latvia on Monday. And like we had to watch it with uh, Welsh commentary on S4C. Like, I don't mind. I'm still going to watch the football. But ultimately, yeah, I'd rather listen to it and watch it in English if I can. But yeah, it's weird. The, the network just keeps flicking it onto spanish every time we go in there so i could see the wwe network fizzling out and maybe having a joint one paying a little bit more but you know it might be worth it who knows well correct me if i'm wrong but i think that's kind of all the big news that's been going on this week unless joe have you got anything else no i think that's everything i need point to cover dan has there been anything else he goes, yeah, um, he's got something. <laughs> in, well, as we know, Impact's coming to um, coming on a UK tour in October, and they've just started releasing some of the names that are coming to. Um, we're going to see it in Coventry on the Saturday. Grado's going to be there. Joe Hendry's going to be there. Diana Perrazzo. Uh, they even announced Will mm. Osprey for the Newcastle show, which is on a Friday, which we're not going to. I think he's just going to the one. 
Rich Swan, he's going to go up there as well. Tommy Dreamer. So it looks like it's going to be star-studded. I can't wait. Speaking of Tommy Dreamer, hasn't he just recently won a title? The digital media, he put his, t- his career on the line. Um, yeah. I think it was against Joe Hendry or one of them um, for the digital media championship. And he dressed up as Terry Funk and he won that title. He did a very similar storyline in the old ECW. He's like, if I can't win the ECW title, I'll retire. And that was like back in, what, 2011? So he's still yeah. doing that now. I don't know how old he is now. He must be in his 60s. I'm just quickly looking at it. He is 52. So I got oh, down. wow. He looks a lot <laughs> older than 52. <laughs> uh, yeah, 52 years old. He is the Impact Digital Media Champion. Um, he is the heaviest and the oldest champion. Who would have thought? Oh, God. Um, but yeah, he did beat Kenny King for the title. Do you know where, where Kenny, King, Kenny King found his fame? Kenny King found his yeah. fame. You just clicked um, on him in Wikipedia, have I have clicked on him, yeah. He was a Ring of Honor. Uh, tough um, enough. That, yeah, season two finalist. Yes, in 2002, he was being one of the four finalists. And he should, to be honest, he should have won it. Jackie Gator was good, but um, Shaniqua, um, or what was her actual name? Linda, but then she became Shaniqua. Nah, she, she won a fan. I think they should have given it to Kenny King. It would have made a lot more sense. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, the big thing as well, though, you were talking about going to that Coventry show. Um, You've actually got even bigger news on your back door. Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. Fozzie, Fozzie are doing a UK tour. Um, and it's not even a tour, off. is it? Is it not just a one day? No, they, they're going to like uh, Manchester, oh, Nottingham, yeah. London. They're going all over. But the first date on the tour is the Neon in Newport. And as we're recording, I am 20, Jalen, would you say 50 metres away from the neon? Something like that. We're very, very close. Like literally, I, once it finishes, I can be home in two minutes. So um, we bought our tickets. We're going with a friend of the show, Dean. 20 quid a ticket in the neon. And the neon, I've been, I've seen Fozzie four or five times. And the neon is a good venue. It's an old Odeon cinema. It's quite big inside. That's where we go and see Exposure Wrestling. Um, which which just around the corner. It's a big venue. Um, I think they could easily fit one or two thousand. Well, I'd say five thousand seated. I'd say at least one or two thousand standing. So it looks like they're going for the bigger venues now. Okay. Well, enjoy when that is. When is that again? Sorry, this Uh, year, twenty twenty four. First or second week of February, I think, in twenty twenty four. Well, you can tell us all about it next year. Oh, but yes. for now, we have a brother versus. Oh, and you know what? You were mentioning it before, making a joke about a Beano quiz. It's not a Beano <laughs> quiz, but what I wanted to do was see my good friend Chad and see what he could do for me. So I opened up a little bit of chat GPT and I got them to make me a wrestling quiz. I typed in, can you create an extremely hard wrestling quiz without multiple choice for a head to head quiz? And for that now, it's a good job. We've got a little bit of time. There are eight rounds of five questions each, which is a total of 40 questions. So I thought we would just go for it. So remember, yeah, remember what I asked. 
I asked for an extremely hard wrestling quiz. So you got, we got 40 questions. 40, yeah. Remember, extremely hard. Round Lovely. one. Who is known as the heartbreak kid? <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. I mean, if you don't, I mean, I haven't gone through actually all of the questions, but you should be hitting at least the 30s. Happy days, sounds good. In which wrestling promotion did Stone Cold Steve Austin become a household name in during the late 1990s? <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Question three. This is, oh, name three different submission holds famously used by Bret the Hitman Hart during his career. Be interesting to see what they put for that. Yeah. This is all chat GP2. Remember, their knowledge only exists up until 2001. <laughs> uh, 2021, sorry. Not 2001, otherwise, Jesus. Question four. In what year did The Undertaker make his WWE debut at Survivor Series? Ooh, that's a very good question, that is. <laughs> so I keep looking at this question. It makes me laugh. <laughs> Not the next question, but the one after it. Question five. Who was the first ever WWE Universal Champion? Cool. Right, here we go. This is what it makes me laugh because, you know, <laughs> all right. Um, round two, this is. So question one in round two, wrestling history. Question one, which legendary wrestler known for his pink and black attire famously passed away at the 1997 Montreal Screwjob? <laughs> passed away? <laughs> That's what it says on ChatGPT. <laughs> Word for word. Which legendary wrestler known for his pink and black attire famously, famously passed away at the 1997 Montreal Screwjob? I think he's getting confused with his brother. <laughs> <laughs> Question two. What was the original name of WWE before it became World Wrestling Entertainment? Before it was entertainment? Before it was entertainment, yeah. Cool. Question three. Who won the first ever Royal Rumble match in 1988? Cool. And question four. Who did Hulk Hogan defeat to win his first WWE World Heavyweight Championship? You throw in like a random hard one in the middle of nowhere, but then you get <laughs> famously passed away at the 1997 <laughs> Montreal Screwjob. So question four is, who did Hulk Hogan defeat to win his first WWE World Heavyweight Championship? And question five is for four points. Name the original four members of the New World Order in WCW. Round three. Wrestling moves and techniques. <laughs> Question one. What is the technical name for the rock's finishing move, also known as the people's elbow? 
what is the technical name for the rock's finishing move, also known as the people's elbow? Well, <laughs> thanks, Chad. Question two. Which wrestler is credited with popularising the sharpshooter submission hold? I'm not being funny, but he's been in every round. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I stuck on that one, thanks. <laughs> Question three, what is the signature move of Randy Orton, often referred to as the Viper? Oh, that reminds me, we once went to a Tiny Rebel quiz, but they did a wrestling quiz. We did win it, um, but they asked, what is the nickname of Randy Orton? And I said, yeah, which one? And the guy just like looked at me like I just ran over his cat. He's like, There's more than one? I'm like, um, yeah. <laughs> we got the point. <laughs> Question four. In wrestling, what term is used to describe a move where a wrestler jumps off the turnbuckle onto an outside opponent, onto an opponent outside the ring? What term is used to describe a move where a wrestler jumps off the turnbuckle onto an opponent outside the ring? Question five is who is known for inventing the Stone Cold Stunner finishing move? Wicked. All right. Round four (laughs) is WrestleMania trivia. I don't understand this question, um, but question one, which WrestleMania is famously known for the streak where the Undertaker remained undefeated. So which I'm assuming it means when when does it mean that the streak ended, basically? I guess. But I'm reading it word for word. Cool. Where he famously famously remained undefeated okay question two who did the rock face in his first singles match at wrestlemania that's a good one i watched that it was wrestlemania 15 oh i can't remember remember who the referee was i remember who the referee was yeah, referee was Ken Shamrock. Okay, question three though. <laughs> At WrestleMania three, Hulk Hogan body slammed a 520 pound opponent. Who was that opponent? <laughs> <laughs> and have no fear, for he is here. Question four: Which WWE Hall of Famer played a memorable role in WrestleMania 12's Iron Man match? Between Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart. He makes another appearance, everyone. He's giving up. He's in every round. Oh, I don't think he's in number five. Ooh. Oh, good. Oh. oh. How are you doing, Joe? Yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Question five. Who headlined the main event of the first ever WrestleMania in 1985? What? All four of them? Uh, let me go check the answers at the bottom. Um, you want all four for a point each. 
Okay, we are on round five. Wrestling champions. Oh, perhaps. Question one: Who holds the record for the most WWE World Heavyweight Championship reigns in history? Well, that's two. Well, let's see what I'll go with what here. I think. ChatGPT, I think. Well, remember their record only goes up to 2021, even though I'm pretty sure it was before then, anyway. <laughs> Yeah, it was. So yeah, we'll, we'll go with that because that was the yeah, cool. Let's go with what you think. Number two, which wrestler held the Intercontinental Championship for a record-setting 454 days in the 1980s, which has since been broken by Gunter? <laughs> oh, okay. Oh. Question three: Who is the longest reigning NXT champion in the history of WWE's NXT brand? Again, this could be changed by now. So you got to think from 2021. Because I don't know if somebody else has done it since. That might have broke it. I don't think so. Question four. Who was the first ever WWE Women's Tag Team Champions in the modern era? Cool. Question five, which WWE Hall of Famer was known as the Macho Man and held multiple championships during his career? Jay Lethal. True that. Oh, yeah, dig it. Okay, quest round six. Oh. Wrestling nicknames. If you don't get five out of five, you're terrible. <laughs> Question one. What is Mick Foley's wrestling nickname when he performed as a deranged character with a sock puppet? (laughs) (laughs) Question two. Who is known as the Beast Incarnate in WWE? Remember, extremely hard quiz. (laughs) Question three. Which wrestler is often referred to as the Ayatollah? Of a rock and roller. <laughs> Question four. Who earned the nickname The Excellence of Execution? If in doubt. And five. Which wrestler was known as The Nature Boy? Don't worry, everyone. There's only two more rounds left. Ten more questions. Round seven. Tag teams and stables. Oh. Question one. Which tag team consisted of Matt and Jeff Hardy and was known for their daredevil style of wrestling? Question two. What was the name of the faction led by CM Punk in WWE, which gained popularity in the late 2000s? Technically, there's two. Okay. Four, but yeah, but who got most famous? They gained popularity in the late 2000s. Oh. Because weren't the other ones in the 2010s, maybe? Hmm. Hmm. 
question three for four points. Who were the original members of the Four Horsemen stable in WCW? Question four. Which tag team was known for their doomsday device finishing move? Cool. And question five in this. It's. Um, I mean, that's wrong, but you know, it's fine. OK, it's. Um, who were the members of. Who were the members of D-Generation X during their original run in the late 1990s? Cool. Now I'll give you a clue here. A six. Oh, I already put the original three. <laughs> That's what I mean. As I said, it's wrong. <laughs> so the six. Okay, the final round, the final five questions. Round eight, wrestling legends. <laughs> Remember, this category is wrestling legends. Lovely. Question one, which wrestling legend was known for his pile driver finisher and his distinctive cowboy hat and boots? Cowboy hat and boots. And his pile driver finisher. Remember, round eight, wrestling legends. Question two. Who was the first ever African-American world heavyweight champion in professional wrestling? Remember, wrestling legends. <laughs> Question three. Which Japanese wrestling legend is often credited with popularizing strong style wrestling. Remember, wrestling legend. <laughs> Question four, which wrestling icon was known as the Texas Rattlesnake? <laughs> you could have mixed it up a bit, couldn't they? <laughs> and to finish it off, who is often referred to as the eighth wonder of the world in wrestling. There we go. What a fun quiz. Thank you, Chad, for a wonderful, extremely hard Bret Hart-infused quiz. What? That's from the answer, is it? He's there somewhere. <laughs> if only he didn't pass away. Okay. <laughs> Question one. Dan, who is known as the Heartbreak Kid? Shawn Michaels. Joe. Shawn Michaels. Correct. Question two, Joe. David Jeffrey. I know this one is. Oh yeah, it's WWF. Yeah, Stone Cold became a household name. WWF. Yeah, Dan. You hope. Yes. Hopefully, you had that good. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Three submission moves by Bret Hart. Dan. Sleeper Boston Crab Sharpshooter. Joe. Sharpshooter Boston Crab. I put ankle lock. 
Dan, you get two points. The third one was the figure four leg lock. When has he ever done that? <laughs> hey, Chad never lies. <laughs> okay, Joe. At which Survivor Series did the Undertaker make his WWE debut? 1990. Dan. 1990 is the correct answer. Uh, new one, 92, because that was at SummerSlam 92 was already established, so. Okay. But Dan, who was the first ever Universal Champion? Finn Balor. Joe. Finn Balor. Correct. Okay, Joe. The legendary wrestler who passed away at the 1997 Montreal Screwjob, who was it? Brett the Hitman Hart. Dan. Brett Hart. No, it was Earl Hebner. No, it was Brett the Hitman Hart. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Dan. What was WWE originally known as? World Wrestling Federation. Joe. World Wrestling Federation. Correct. Joe, who won the first ever Royal Rumble? Jim Duggan. Dan. Jim Duggan. Perfect. Dan, who did Hulk Hogan beat to win his first title? Iron Sheik. Joe. Andre the Giant. It was Iron Sheik. <laughs> okay, the four original members of the NWO, Joe. I got Hulk Hogan, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, and Six Pack. Dan? Same. The fourth member was Ted DiBiase. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so that's wrong then, yeah? You get three points. Okay. Go, go again, Kevin Nash and Scott Hall. Bibiati. There you go. Wrestling <laughs> moves and techniques. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Dan. What is the technical name for the people's elbow? Elbow drop. Joe. Elbow drop. No, it's the rock bottom. <laughs> what? Hey, Chad doesn't lie. Fair. <laughs> but yes, it would be the elbow drop, but I didn't want to get ahead of the anyway, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. The sharpshooter was popularized by who? Joe. Brett Hart. Dan. Brett Hart. It's Brett the Hitman Hart. Well. What is Randy Orton's signature move, Dan? RKO. Joe. Correct. Joe, when when a wrestler jumps off a turnbuckle onto an opponent outside the ring, what is it called? A dive. Dan. Springboard. No, I'm going to give Joe half a point, even though it's four words, but top rope, suicide dive. (laughs) You got dive at least. Okay. It's a springboard. No, that's if they bounce off the ropes. That's what you said, going off the ropes. No, jumping off the turnbuckle onto an opponent outside the ring. Ah, well. A top rope suicide dive. Okay, (laughs) who invented the Stone Cold Stunner, Dan? Steve Austin. Joe. Same Steve Austin. Correct, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Round four, WrestleMania trivia, Joe. The Undertaker famously remained undefeated at WrestleMania until... WrestleMania 28. Dan. WrestleMania 32. It was WrestleMania 30. Dan. Um, 
Who did The Rock face in his first singles match at WrestleMania? Stadio Vega. Joe. Big Show. Stone Cold at WrestleMania 15. No, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it says it right there. Chad doesn't lie. Chad didn't have a clue. Sorry, Chad. That, that's wrong. Joe, who did Hulk Hogan body slam? Who weighed around 520 pounds at WrestleMania 3? Andre the Giant. Dan. Andre Maximoff. It was Andre the Giant, yes. Okay. Dan, which WWE Hall of Famer played a role in the Iron Man match between Shawn Michaels and Chad's favourite Bret Hart? Um, it was Mike Tyson. Joe. Say Mike Tyson. No, that's WrestleMania 14 against Stone Cold. It was Roddy Piper. Oh, well. Thanks, That's Chad. 14, Mike Tyson. Stone well, Cold and Sean. It's the Chad, best WrestleMania. Chad also <laughs> thinks the Rock's debut WrestleMania match was against Stone Cold. Singles match. Yeah, it was singles match. <laughs> it was where he got booed at WrestleMania 15, and um, Ken Shamrock had to get some heat as a special guest referee to save it. God knows. Okay. The main event of WrestleMania, Dan. The first ever one. Who were the four? Um, they were Piper or uh, sorry, let's say Orton, Piper, Hogan, Mr. T, and Paul Orndorff. Joe, exactly the same. Perfect. Round five. Who has the record for the most titles in history, Joe? Rick Flair. Dan. Yeah, Richard Flair. Intercontinental Championship record setting before Gunter Dan. Uh, would it be Honky Tonk. Joe. Honky Tonk. Correct. As of my knowledge update in September 2021, who is the longest reigning NXT champion in WWE NXT brand, Joe? Abyssable Joe. Dan? Pimbala. No, Adam Cole, baby. Oh. There you go. Question four. Who were the first ever women's champions in the modern era? Tag champs, Dan? Baby and Sasha. Joe? Same. Correct. Joe? The nickname Macho Man, what is his name? Randy Savage. Dan. Randy Savage. Correct. Dan, Mick Foley with that sock puppet and deranged character, what is his nickname? Mankind. Joe. Same. Who's the Beast Incarnate, Joe? Brock Lesnar. Dan. Brock Lesnar. The Ayatollah of Rock and Roller, Dan. Y2J, Chris Jericho. Joe. Chris Jericho. Joe, who is the excellence of execution? Bret Hart. Dan. Bret Hart. Of course, Bret Hart has to be there. And <laughs> who is the nature boy, Dan? Ric Flair. Joe. Ric Flair, Betty Rogers, but Ric Flair. Yeah, it was all for Ric Flair. Well done, yeah. Round seven, tag teams and stables. What is the name of the tag team of Matt and Jeff Hardy? Joe. Hardy Boys. Dan. Yeah, Hardy Boys, also known as Team Extreme. I hope you put it with a Z or you don't get the point. I did indeed. Good. Yeah. Okay. Good. Question two. What is the name of CM Punk's faction that led to popularity in the late 2000s, Dan? Straight Edge Society. Joe. Straight Edge Society. It is the Straight Edge Society. What was the other one, Dan? Nexus. The Nexus. The Nexus. And he technically ran the Shield as well. Fair enough. Okay. Three, who are the four members of the Horsemen? Joe. 
Ric Flair, Arn Anderson, Teddy Blanchard, and um, I'm so glad you went to him first. <laughs> yeah, Ric Flair, Teddy Blanchard, Arn Anderson. That's all I got. Fourth, JJ yeah. Dillon. Uh, yeah. Who are you going for? Is your fourth Dan? JJ Dillon. No, I've got Ole Anderson. Who isn't? <laughs> Ric Flair, Arn Anderson, Ole Anderson, and Tully Blancard. Well, that's wrong. <laughs> JJ Dillon. Dan, who's known for their doomsday device? Alizini Jimmy Joe. Same. It's the Road Warriors. Same thing. of Doom. Yes. Okay. Six points. Who are the members of DX, Dan? Um, so they are HBK, Triple H, China, X-Pac, Road Dog, good again. Joe. Team. Good. Okay, Joe. Take it we're just getting one point for all of those. Okay, all six, why not? Think of all the points. Okay. <laughs> you, I mean, you get the same regardless, don't you? So. And uh, same with the, um, the, the three for the... Um... You get three for the uh, the four horsemen because none of you got Ole Anderson. Okay. It's wrong. <laughs> the wrestling legend known for his pile driving, cowboy hat and boots, Joe. Undertaker. Dan. Undertaker. No, it's cowboy Bob Orton. Of course. <laughs> Remember, wrestling legends. Okay. <laughs> Joe. Oh, no, this is Dan, sorry. Who was the first African American world heavyweight champion? Ron Simmons. Joe. Simmons. No, it's Kofi Kingston. Wrestling legends. <laughs> it's not that. That's wrong. <laughs> well, this says, as of my last knowledge update in September 2021, Kofi Kingston, wrestling legend. Question three. The Japanese wrestling legend credited with popularising strong style wrestling, Joe. Antonio Inoki. Dan. Shinsuke Nakanora. No, it is an Oki. <laughs> I was hoping it was Nakamura, though. Um, the Texas Rattlesnake is a nickname of who? Yeah, Joe. Same. And who's, the eighth, China? And who's the eighth wonder of the world? Oh, no, Andre the Giant, sorry. Joe? I put China. Who did you put, Dan? Andre the Giant. It's Andre the Giant. She's the ninth wonder of the world. Well, there we go. What a cracking quiz. Let's all thank Chad. Well done. He worked Thanks, hard Chad. on. He worked very hard on producing that quiz. For that extremely hard quiz. Question <laughs> one. Who is known as the heartbreak kid? <laughs> okay, total up the scores and we'll see who's the winner. Forty-two. Joe. Thirty-six. Yeah, boy. It means Dan gets another point and extends his lead on top of the table and gets another chance because it will be Taryn if he decides to turn up next week and do the quiz. But we will see what happens. But in the meantime, Dan, where can everybody find us? Yeah, you can find us wherever you get your podcasts. We are at grapplecast show make sure to give us a, a rating a like and a subscribe we're also available on your social media we're on your facebook your instagram and your what's it called now x 
Threads. We're on the threads as well. We are Grapple Casho. Make sure to like, rate, subscribe, give us a follow, retweet. Tell your friends, yo. Tell your friends indeed. And I guess I think the last things to say would be to have make sure you have your chin up, your tits out, look out for the shoe. And without further ado, Joe, would you like to sign us off? I bet you. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bring it back.